Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, I have to apologize to you because we were all ready to go. And then I stepped out at the last second, right as we were about to start running, and then disappeared for a few minutes. Well, that's true, but I disappeared yesterday, so I mean... I guess it balances out, right? Well, I mean, no, because you you disappeared for the night. Like, you were like, I'm done. That's true, yeah. Yeah. But, I I mean, at the same time, at least you didn't disappear when we were recording. That's true. So, why did you disappear, Mike? So, William, he woke up. Laura, mommy, went in to check on him. And this is a new thing with William, is that if you go in and check on him before bed, both parents need to be there. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, in the past, in the past, we might be able to sneak one parent running in and being like, okay, buddy, you're changed. And then, you know, the other one's in the shower or whatever. But the last two nights, if he's woken up and we needed to go back in and put him back down, he's been like, well, where's the parent that's not here? Right. So he's discovered stall tactics. Is what I suppose. Suggesting. Yeah. I suppose. Because the other night, it's the first time he did it was Laura was playing Overwatch. She's like, I'll play Overwatch because it sounds like he's out. And then as soon as she started around, he woke up. So I'm like, don't worry. I'll go get him. Don't worry about it. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I'll just play my game, I guess. And then, like, he's just like, mama, where's mama, mama, mama. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, okay. Like, because literally I've done everything except close the door. And he's like, mama, mama. So I went and I got mama and she came and she like got shot in her game and had to run back and, and then he went off and he went to bed. Well, apparently it's the same thing just now is I've all gone off to go do the podcast and suddenly I hear my name being called right before we start running because he woke up and in dada, it's dada. Where's dada? I need dada. And I had to run up and give him a kiss and then run back down. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's definitely stall tactics then, Mike. Oh yeah, he's the king of stall tactics. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna roll with this for a while until you decide no, you don't need Dada right now, and then it's gonna be something else. Mm-hmm. Then he'll do like that. Well, one more hug, or wait, 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 one more thing. You know, like that kind of stuff. These these darn kids, they're smarter than we give them credit for. This is true. This is true. But how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We are back in the midst of a stay-at-home order in which my company is you know, kind of participating in. I kind of? Stay, I can just stay at home three days a week, Mike. Three days a week. That's not exactly a stay-at-home order, is it? No, no. And I, if you wanted to rant, Mike, I could rant about this for a while. But I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you. <laughs> but needless to say, I don't agree with what they're doing. But I, yeah, I guess I'm not the president, so I, I can't decide this stuff. But anyway, the, the, the few days I get to spend at home have been pretty good. But obviously, we've heard that uh, kids are going to be banished from schools and daycares again so uh what your my daycares oh well schools at least but school yeah. for me means daycare as well because uh, oh that's right because shuts down yeah that's right yeah well that's that's too bad for you because i got an email day of from my daycare saying when we reopen after this covid break right because then they'll be open again so nice so you guys are going to be reopened like may 6th then no no we go we go back next week Oh, oh, just after like the local COVID thing. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, we're going back as as per normal. So nice, which which I could use that break. I really could. (laughs) Well, it's real nice, you know, being at home, like working from home with no kid to chase you around or to chase around. Like it's it's a pretty sweet break. 
I think I've got to enjoy about 10 of them, the entire COVID thing. So Yeah, well, I, it's it's great because, I mean, that's my normal, my life now is, is I get to, to stay at home and, and not have to worry about that kind of thing. But then it's like, oh, no, I, I'm not used to the workflow of me watching and doing it. Like, I, even now, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't open my laptop until 10 a.m. this morning. Because I was just like, I'm, I'm watching him. We're doing things he wants to be read to. I can't read emails and stuff because of that, you know. So eventually it gets to the point where it's like, well, it's almost lunchtime. You're going to watch Blippi till lunchtime. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I can get some work done. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do what works for you. I, would, I was working through his breakfast all the time. And then we'd usually watch TV for a little bit and then take a break. And then, you know, I I kind of pop in and out. And then that precious 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. So I crammed in as many meetings and phone calls and stuff as I could. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what I do during his nap time, too. Is- yeah, man. Yeah, it's precious. But I mean, we won't dwell on that. Mike, Santa lives in our neighborhood. Does he? Did you know that? Really? Yes. There was a uh, an older gentleman walking by and... I thought it would be funny to say, Ben, is that Santa over there? Because he had a big white beard and, you know, to kind of resemble Santa in, you know, summer gear. And now every day when we pick him up from daycare and walk back, we see Santa walking by. <laughs> <laughs> and we get, Daddy, Daddy, that's Santa over there. That's Santa. It's like, shh, 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 you know, keep it down. <laughs> don't, don't call this old guy Santa. But it was, uh, it was kind of a funny thing. And then... Um, this has never happened to us before, Mike, but it was bound to happen. Ben has gotten really into like toots and farts and it's all so funny. And so, you know, it's the greatest thing in the world when anybody toots. Yep. So he was in the tub the other day and he was tooting and tooting. And then all of a sudden he tried to toot just a little too mm-hmm. hard, Mike. Mm-hmm. And just a little a little nugget came out and then he was just like, <laughs> oh, got to go poop. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to take him out of the tub put him on the toilet and stuff so it was pretty funny and uh, i was told to say it was very small very small it wasn't like he actually went to the bathroom in the tub but either way it was a funny story those those toot bubbles in the tub are you know that's its own thing it's very entertaining mm-hmm. yeah no i i understand that william's yeah. all about about that too like his big thing now is he really likes saying stinky poo poo pu. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. yeah. So any chance he gets to say stinky poo poo pu, he'll take it. Yeah. Ben's got a book. It's just called Toot. I think. It's yeah. Yeah. We have Toot. Yeah. And so it's he loves it because and now he always says, "Oh, Daddy's toots are loud like all the time." Yep. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. They learn. They learn so much from that book, and then they repeat it all the time. We were gifted that book for Laura's baby shower, and and then we gifted it to somebody else for somebody else's baby shower. <laughs> Well, right. There you go. Oh, no, no. Sorry. It was the other way around. It was the other way around. We gifted it to somebody and then they gifted it to us back, I think. I can't oh, remember. back? Was it the yeah. same copy? No, no. It was a different copy. I hope it was the same copy. Well, maybe it was. Weird. I don't know. I don't think it was. But <laughs> but either way, it was, I think, because my, brother, my brother's kids had it and I found it in his room and he's like, yeah, they love that book. So then we gave it to a friend for their baby shower and then they gave it to us for William's baby shower. Oh, okay. okay. I think. I think that makes sense. I might be wrong. I, <laughs> maybe we bought two to ourselves. I don't know. Right, right. Either way, it's in the bookshelf. You have it. You're familiar. Yeah. Yes. I got a story about myself, Mike. Very simple story. Oh. The other day, Ben and I were playing, and I don't exactly remember what happened. Like I was like holding him in front of me, 
And then he jumped and got me like right in the mm, chin, throat yep. area. And I like clapped my teeth together and, and whatever. And I was fine. But, you know, obviously when you get injured, you're like, oh, you know, swear and yell and, and whatever because it hurt. And the next thing I know, Mike, my watch says calling emergency services in five seconds. <laughs> and it was like, I did not know that this was a feature that apparently if you make enough not angry noises necessarily, but pain <laughs> noises. Uh-huh. The uh, the watch will actually will call you know nine one one for you unless you cancel it. And then uh, you better believe, Mike. I snap back to attention real quick. Like, where's the cancel button? I had to hit cancel before this call goes through. So if you are looking at buying smartwatches, Mike, that's something to consider. That apparently it will phone for you. Which is you? Which I want? you have the Apple? I have the Apple Watch. Yeah, and I knew that if you press uh, either the crown or the button on it like five times fast, it will also do it. Like it's like a emergency like safety thing. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time I've ever experienced it voice activated. So I, I learned something. I had no idea that, that was a feature. Yeah, no kidding. And then uh, the last thing is Henry uh, got possession of his new house, cousin Henry. Wow, that is a, quite the business baby. If he's getting, he is a business guy. Yeah, he's very excited about the new house. We went and visited it the other day. Uh, obviously, it's still fairly empty because they haven't moved over. They're kind of doing what you did or you guys are doing with the, like the week gap there, right? But the boys just had such a great time. They were just yelling and screaming, and they've got one room which is kind of particularly echoey right now because there's no furniture in it. And they run in there and they're just yelling because they can hear the echo, and it was so funny and. Ben kept running around asking where the ball pit was. I guess it's standard in his world that all houses have ball pits. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, all right. I, I, they don't have one right now, buddy. And he's like, well, it's not in this room. Where's the ball pit? Where's the ball pit? Where's the ball pit in your house? I, in the basement. Oh, okay. So they, okay. Okay. So it is a standard in his world. In our house. Yeah. Our house. Well, does grandma and grandpa have a ball pit? No, they don't. As far as I am aware, as far as I'm aware, we're the only people who have ball pits, Mike. That doesn't make any sense then. That's, 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 he's basing his criteria on one house. He's been yeah. to several. He does have limited life experience, you know, only being two and a half years old, but I don't know. I, I really questioned his judgment on that one. No, no kidding. Yeah. Natalie or Derek and Natalie bought. Have you ever heard of the Nugget Couch? The Nugget the, Couch. The Nugget. So they actually bought a My Puffin. It's the Canadian version of it. But basically, what it is is a, a a couch for kids. And essentially, what you can do with it is you can buy a whole bunch of different pieces, and they can kind of come apart. You can build forts with them or ramps with them. You know. They're couches in the loosest sense of the word. Like, I'm sure your parents probably had a couch where you took the pillows off all the time and always built forts. This is basically that, except you could just take the whole couch apart and build forts and ramps and everything like that. And the boys just had a great time with it, like just jumping on it. And and they built like a little runway with it where they were like leaping over the armrests. And it was it was this really awesome thing. And then we discovered or we were told, Mike, that apparently there's a nugget after dark subculture. Whoa. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Where I can see where this is going. So but basically, yeah, basically the parents of these kids look at the nugget. I will call it the nugget, even though it was the other one. And they say, well, if we put this piece here, Mike, and this piece here, we could make ourselves a really interesting sex couch or <laughs> something <laughs> like that. And it's like, Oh, Okay, yeah, that seems like a little weird to do with your child's toys, but, you know, more power to you. 
So I went online to see if I could find more information about it, but uh, it's just all stories about how it blew up on TikTok. That was that was it. Right, right. So then, when does yours arrive? Uh, never, never. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> but anyway, Mike, that's uh, that's all the Ben stories and and obviously me hurting myself stories that I have this week. Hmm. Well. Uh- I only have one really interesting one and it really kind of a follow up to the stinky poo poo thing. Okay. Is is I've told you before that that Williams like his vocabulary has absolutely exploded as of late. Mm-hmm. And he's he's saying so much and and he's like, you know, like he he's when he's asking for things it's not like an abstract concept anymore you know like he says things like you know play outside it's like ah i understand he wants to play outside rather than you know him just pointing and going like side and i'm like supposed to assume what he means out of sure that, yeah. yeah so so he's he's been getting very good at, at his speech and the other day he's home and i'm watching him and we're having lunch and it's just him and i and he's eating his lunch and he turns to me and goes, Dada always said. <laughs> oh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> sad? <laughs> wow. Dada always said. So I don't know where that came from, but it was like, am, am I always sad? What? Do I look sad? Am I depressed? Do you mope a lot, Mike? I don't Maybe know. it's the haircut. Maybe he's like daddy emo now. You yeah, know? Like, daddy. He's like, he's not cutting his hair because he's so sad. He's just done with it. Yeah, the that's right. And he always, he, he puts on that teardrop eyeliner. Every yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think part of it had to do with the fact that he had been exceptionally difficult like, that morning. Oh, okay, and, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, because he was eating, he was eating peacefully. So it was right, like, yeah. Uh, you know, so I think that's probably maybe where it came from. But yeah, just out of nowhere, he just dropped Dada always said on me. <laughs> and it was just, um, <laughs> what makes you snap back to reality, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's kind of become a recurring joke is, is now Laura and I are both like, well, it's like, did you do this? No, I didn't get to get around to it. Oh, I see. It's because you're mm. always sad, you know, <laughs> like, like stuff like that. So, yeah. So that that's the weird weird thing going on here but otherwise you know everything's been fine William's been been home I can't wait for him to uh, to go back to, to daycare next week also actually I, it's funny because you you had a story about Santa I had a Santa story too do you really yeah <laughs> it's so crazy it's April we both have Santa stories my neighbor was replacing the shingles on his roof so you could because we're connected you can hear them walking around on our roof right so I said to I said to William I'm like uh, do you hear something? Do you hear something on the roof? Is that Santa? Is Santa on the roof? And he got real excited for like two minutes. And then that was it. Like it was, he didn't bother asking about Santa, even though those guys were up there for like eight hours. But yeah, he, it was really funny for like a, the two minutes. I had him fooled that Santa was on the <laughs> roof. <laughs> well, well, good job, Mike. Good job. That's expert practice for uh, November, December when you need him to behave at mm-hmm. best, you know, at top level, right? Yeah, let's have to get somebody's house, you know, then somebody up on the roof to fix the shingles, and then, then you, I got it. Remember, Santa's up there. He's up there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you just need like a little remote thing in your attic. You just press a button, and it like hits a little mallet against the roof. Like, oh, yeah, I think I hear him. <laughs> He's coming to take all your stuff. And then you can sell that thing like Elf on a Shelf. Yeah, there you multi-millionaire go. bull crap. Ugh. Anyway, I don't have, that's it. I don't really have too much more in the way of stories, which is good. Cause I mean, last week we had so many stories that we just didn't do anything else. Yeah. That's right. We disregarded the podcast entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's get some stories in. We sure. had stories last week that we completely 
bypass. So let's mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about that stuff now. Well, what do you want to start with, Mike? Should we start with a security breach? Only the most kind of fun. As yeah, a yeah. Let's breach. start off strong. Well, I, I want to say last or over the weekend, but it was over last weekend because this is a week old story now. Facebook got hacked and about half a billion Facebook users' personal information was breached. And that includes stuff like full names, birthdays, phone numbers, and where you live. Yeah. So I believe there's, what, 3 billion Facebook accounts in the world? Maybe two between 2 and 3 billion? So yeah, you got like a 20-30% chance that your information is now floating out there. You can always go and check by going to the website, haveibeenpwned.com, and you can type in your email address and it'll see if there's information about you floating around. So I would recommend you do that if you have a Facebook account. But Mike, just another reason to get rid of this cancer on our life that didn't, is Facebook. Didn't Facebook come back and say something like, this is actually old data that leaked in an older hack. So it's okay because it was an old hack. It's not new stuff. That got yes, hacked. that's right. The old hack was from 2019. That's what yeah. they said. Yeah. But that's still... It's still you got hacked information going out there. Like, <laughs> well, that's what I mean. They're trying to play it off. It's no big deal, you know. Yes, only half a billion of you, but it's it was from a year ago. I'm sure you've all moved and changed your phone numbers and email addresses since then, right? Right. Well, you said you said that you basically are done. Like without the exception of Messenger, right? Like you've taken it or you've taken it off your phone specifically. Yeah, I have it off my phone. The only reason I haven't gotten rid of it off the computer is partially because of this podcast and because of the Messenger service. You know, it's it is convenient to have, you know, everybody you know and you don't need to know their phone numbers and that kind of thing. So that's what I use it for. I mean, I'll pop on it occasionally on the desktop just to sort of see what's up, but it's not part of my day-to-day life anymore, that's for sure. Right. I know Laura told me that she only uses it for Messenger and the mom group that she's in because she's got a mom group that they they were used to be on Reddit and they migrated off Reddit into Facebook. And she's like, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even be on Facebook anymore. And I mean, I think I've told you before on the show that I kind of migrate from one platform to the next for a while. And then it's like, this is where I am for a long time. And right now it's Twitter. So like I only go on Facebook to use Messenger and look at Facebook Marketplace. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the funny thing is about Facebook Marketplace. And I know you've mentioned before, like, hey, I got this off Marketplace. And and I know Tiff buys stuff off Marketplace. And I know my brother's a big proponent Mm -hmm. of buying stuff off Marketplace. I have not bought a thing off Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) I've been looking almost daily at Facebook Marketplace for years. And I have not bought a thing off Facebook Marketplace. Is it a matter of you just not finding things you're interested in? Or is it, oh, I found this. Oh, it's way overpriced or maybe a little bit of everything? I think it comes down to more of the fact between there's two things. One, I don't trust people because everybody in the world is out to kill you. You know, right. like I have no idea the people I'm making deals with, that kind of a thing. So I'm kind of like afraid to message anyone because I don't want it to turn into like, have you ever seen that 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 guy who does the TikToks that are like making pop songs out of like stupid drama, like internet drama? I feel like I've seen some, yes. Yeah, and I feel like what, what the first one he did is a guy it's like, "Hey, is this available for sale still?" And the person's like, "Yes, it is." And then the person responds back with like, "Stop talking to me." 
Oh, you know, like, <laughs> and I've it's like, seen that yeah, one, yeah. but, it, but it, you talk to me first and it's like, yeah, but I'm not interested anymore. Don't talk to me again. Or I, you know, so I, I'm like, I'm wary of getting into one of those situations. So that's right. part of the reason that I never, I never do it. And then also I never do it because I, I really don't have, like, I don't have a way to get there. You know, I, you know, I don't drive. I've yeah. talked about that. I don't drive on the show. So the last thing I want to do is be like, Hey hon, I need you to drive me over here so I can get like this PS2 game or, or whatever, right? You know? <laughs> so I've never ever, I, one time I actually messaged somebody and it was, it was back in the old times before COVID when I still had an office and I, I messaged somebody in Burlington and the general vicinity of where the person lives, because it gives you like a rough estimate of, of where they, they are, right. was like right on my office. Oh, okay. So it was like, oh, like this has got to be very close by. So I uh, even then I hummed and hawed about messaging the person about what I wanted to buy. And then I did message them like six hours after the, the thing went up and it was it was gone. They were like, somebody else is, is already coming to get this. And I'm like, okay, well, if, if they don't come and get it, I'll buy it. And then I never heard from them again. And it went, the <laughs> listing was gone. So that's literally the only time I've attempted to buy something off Facebook Marketplace. Right. Yeah, Tiff always says more or less you you because she always she's in it for the kids stuff, right? You know, yeah. whatever the hot toy happens to be, and she says, yeah, if you don't message them within about fifteen minutes, it's always gone. When it comes to kids stuff, like you have to be on top of it all the time. But it's ironic because she actually says she likes Facebook better than say Kijiji or I guess Craigslist, you know, something like that, because it is attached to your profile and you can see you know, the type of person you're dealing with, you know, or if they only have five friends, it's like, well, it's probably a fake account versus somebody who's got, you know, 200 or 300, whatever, like the average amount is. Right. 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 There's actually Kijiji. It's funny because I have made Kijiji sales. I've done two Kijiji sales. Yeah. And they were both in Toronto when I worked in Toronto and they were, they were for alien action figures because I'm super cool. Right. And the first one I met the guy in Dundas square, like in Dundas Square. Like it wasn't like, hey, I'll meet you at, at wherever, wherever. It was literally like in that giant courtyard in Dundas Square. Right. <laughs> so it was like nobody's gonna kill me here. Yeah. And and then the other guy I met at a ghost station. Like I basically got off at one stop, walked into the parking lot where everybody could see, did an exchange with a dude, got right back on the train and went home. <laughs> it was that's the only <laughs> the only two times I've done anything like that was the, those Kijiji ones. Right. Well, Mike, if you want a hot tip, most Hamilton police stations have a like Kijiji sales area that you can mm-hmm. go to if you want. So might be something to remember in the future. Maybe. Yeah. Because like I, I see stuff like it's all I mean, it's me. It's all video game crap. It's sure, all yeah, like, comic course. books and stuff like and there's stuff that I, re- I regret not getting. Like, I mean, you see me now. I'm wearing a Mass Effect T-shirt. Mm-hmm. There was a the Mass Effect trilogy. They they did a box set of the the first three games, and it's the only way to get a physical version of the first game. Yeah, or sorry, on PlayStation because the original oh, okay. one. Yeah, on Xbox there's a there is a physical version, but it's the only way to get the physical version of the PlayStation version of Mass Effect One is in this this box set. And somebody posted it on Facebook Marketplace for ten dollars, and I'm like, that's nobody sells it for that much. I'm not going to message this guy. And then it was gone. You know, like, like, right. So, and, and it, it is other stuff like that too, where I'm like, oh, I should get, this is the cheapest this will ever be. Oh no, I didn't. Oh, it's too late. You know? So 
<laughs> I put things in my saved folder for later, and then I go back and periodically clear out all the ones that have sold. <laughs> yeah, which is probably most of them. That's right. Yep. Yep. But yeah, the Facebook, we should get we should get rid of get, it. Get rid of it. It's a great idea in, in spirit, but it's a real bad idea in practice. That's they the need to they need to spin this stuff off into its own thing. Where like, yes, you need a Facebook account to access Messenger. Yes, you need a Facebook account to access Marketplace. But I don't want to have to look at the rest of that crap. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, the occasional event is worth it, but I don't really get invited to events these days. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I haven't. I was going to say, I haven't been invited to an event in a long time, but it's like, yeah, well, yeah, because we don't do those anymore. Yeah, no one has events. That's why. That's why. I had this real like concern. It's like, I don't have any friends anymore. Oh, wait, no, no, no. They're not allowed to get together. With yeah, people. no one's allowed to. There are no events, but but there there are events returning in the world of entertainment and video games. And this is a perfect way to segue into E3 coming back after being canceled last year because of COVID. Now, this year they're doing it digitally. Yes. And so it's all going to be... So for us, us laymans, like you and I, nothing changes. There's no difference. Yeah, that was the only way we were ever going to watch it. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, they instead of, uh, you know, sending all of the industry people there to see everything live and doing like the fun press conferences, they're just going to be video press events like we've been watching for the last year and a half at this point. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. I mean... I, I really like E3 for the sense that it's like gamer Christmas. Like, it's like, oh, you've waited all year. Open your presents. Here's what's here. Are the, but it's different in the sense of like, you know, instead of it being like, here's an actual present for you. It's like, here are the things you'll be excited to buy. It's the Sears catalog. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. the Sears catalog. <laughs> and, and the thing that, that's nice about it, and especially said what I've learned over the last year, because what they did with no E3 last year is everything was all spread out like across the summer and like the fall and it was like, Oh, there's another event. Oh, another one. Okay. Like I don't even care anymore, but, but what was great about E3 is it's all in one go. It's like, bam, here's five days in a row of nonstop gaming news. Awesome. And then, and then you're set for a while, you know? So that's the thing that I really liked and realized it wasn't until it was over. Like they didn't do it last year that I realized, Oh, I really missed that. You know? Like as much as it was like, oh, I, all of these things are so packed tightly together. How will I find the time to watch them? All? No, it's better that way. You know, when they space it out, like, no, there's another one two weeks from now. Like, ugh, it's it's just annoying more than anything. Yes, but uh, they have some big, big heavy hitters coming back to 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 showcase their games at this digital e3 event and you said that you have a list of everybody yes i do right now the big boys are nintendo xbox capcom konami ubisoft take two warner brothers and and was it co media Koch media k-o-c-h coke yeah it's coke media yeah so those are the ones that are coming back but there are some really notable absentees this year and that's sony ea activision sega bandai and square enix so it sounds to me about like 50% of the people coming back and of the people not coming. I know Sony had their major event last year and Blizzard always has BlizzCon and I'm not sure what the other ones do, but I'm suspecting they're also going to self-host. Yeah, EA used to do their own event as well that was kind of part of it, but not part of it. Mm-hmm. Like they had this thing called EA Active or no, sorry, they, they changed the name of it. It's EA Play now, I think. Yeah, which is confusing because it's also the name of their service, their game streaming service is 
is EA Play. But yeah, so they did their own thing adjacent to E3 last year, any last few years anyway. So yeah. it's not surprising that they're doing that. Activision is usually very much a part of it. So I'm surprised that they will not be there. I guarantee that means that Call of Duty is going to get probably announced at uh, the Xbox event, unless PlayStation does some sort of state of play event around it, you know, but not necessarily Maybe, yeah. under the umbrella. Because that's the thing now. Call of Duty is is the the PlayStation franchise because it sells better on PlayStation than it does on Xbox. It all it all comes down to who's winning the marketplace. So whoever Call of Duty is is being pimped by. But, right. Yes. But yeah. So like again, uh, the the biggest surprise to me of all the people who are there or not there is Nintendo because Nintendo has been kind of doing its own thing for a, a while. Like they haven't been doing the press conferences or anything like that. They've usually had an on site presence, but. I feel like they've been kind of doing their own thing for a while. Xbox is in this this zone where they're like, we'll always be there. If you ever have E3, we'll be there. And they are continuing to support that. You know, like they nothing changes for them. They will be there because they said they would be there. Yeah, exactly. I, I, so I was wondering if, you know, Nintendo and Xbox, like they're really pushing the whole like four gamers attitude. And I wonder if they look at this and say, wow, it's, you know, it's E3 is E3. You know, we're definitely going to be there because we are four gamers. We are gamers and blah, blah, blah. Like, I wonder if it's just as much a like a sort of solidarity move as it is a marketing move. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're 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 real gamers. You should go with us sort of deal. But the funny thing is that you say that about like Nintendo being like really for the gamers. And this is actually something I wanted to bring up last week that that we didn't was obviously the last couple episodes I've been talking about the PlayStation store closing and, and that's that's been very traumatic for me. But at the same time, Nintendo is not getting any better at this either. If you if you didn't know, it's too late to warn you. Super Mario 3D All-Stars and the original Famicom Fire Emblem game were released onto Switch, and they were both given a deadline of March 31st. So on March 31st, they stopped selling those games because... Yeah, because... Because, because Nintendo. Know, yeah, because, because Nintendo. Nintendo. And it's actually come out as like a some insider at Nintendo came out and basically was like, Oh yeah. The reason they do that is because they find when they do these re-releases of old games, cause they've done this a few times, like wind waker HD as a remaster and, and things like that. They find when they do these re-releases that they don't sell that great. They like, they sell well, but they're not like big sellers. Sure. And they were like, you know what we should do is do the, the Disney vault method where it goes away and you can't buy it for a while. And that's exactly what they've done with these first two games. And people bought a crap ton of both games. Like like Super Mario All-Stars, I remember even me, I bought it because I was like, oh, but it might be rare. It's not rare. There's like 10 million copies of that game in right, the world. Yeah. Like that's how many, like it's not rare. You can still find it because that's the thing. Like they've stopped selling it, but physical copies are still in stores like there you can still go into a store that that bought a bunch of copies well they still could and buy them you yeah. know like but, but once they're gone they're you know quote unquote they're gone. quote unquote gone like you'll find them on used marketplaces and stuff like that but it's not like you can just go into a store and buy one in six months because you know that's 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 where they are kind of a thing and that's the other fun thing too is i think they were told to discount them too because that's nintendo games never go on sale mm-hmm. ever and I remember on like April 1st, 
and like April 2nd, I started seeing deal websites popping up that were like, hey, it's $49.99 now down from down from $69.99 because it's in the States, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, what? Nintendo never puts their games on sale. And like <laughs> this game is on, on sale everywhere right now. It's because they're trying to clear it out so that right. you can't buy more copies of it. But yeah, so the, apparently Nintendo has decided that that artificial scarcity is is the way to go for for their future releases. And then what you're saying for the for the gamers, Xbox came out the exact same week. So the exact same week that Sony clarifies that they are closing the store, Nintendo throws these games behind the vault. Xbox comes out and puts, I think it's like fifteen to twenty of their Xbox One, the original Xbox and Xbox 360 games on their streaming service and and make a commitment to preserving their history. Yeah. Like one of these things is not like the other, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you're right. Well, well, to go back to the Nintendo thing for a second, I wonder if they're taking inspiration from, like, do you follow like clothing stuff? Like does Supreme ring a bell to you or like the... The limited run like Nike shoes and that kind of stuff. Because I, I'm wondering if, if these entertainment companies are looking at how Supreme works or how these limited run stuff goes. And they say, listen, we're dropping it today. And when it's gone, it's gone. And they sell out in minutes. And, you know, these shoes are not $100 shoes, Mike. These are $1,000 shoes or, you know, a T-shirt worth inexplicably $250, right? Right, right. And so I, I wonder if they're not looking at that and... You know, at some point, are we going to see a Call of Duty get dropped? And like, listen, it's available for a month. If you don't buy it now, you never get it. Like, I, I wonder if if we'll get to that point with with digital games or even physical games. You know, with gaming in general. I sincerely hope not. I hope not either. I hate I hate the style, but it works. That's the crazy part. Yeah, that is a nightmare for me, as yeah. you can imagine, with the the talk that we've been having over the last sure, few yeah. years. But. Yeah, no, I, I really, I feel like Call of Duty is one that would be immune to that. Because sure, like, and it's that, like that might have been a bad seller. choice. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I, I know you're giving an example, but I'm just thinking of a couple of games, like Call of Duty is one, Grand Theft Auto, like Grand Theft Auto 5 is still a top 10 selling game. And it's been, it's been, uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in 2013. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's been it, around. It's still coming out and it's still a top 10 seller. Like, it's insane that that game has still has that kind of lasting power. But like, yeah, like I, I would really sincerely hope that that doesn't happen. I mean, there are boutiques set up around doing physical versions of certain games. Like I don't, I've, I've mentioned limited run games before. There's also special reserve games and really rare games, I think is another one. It's, it's something along those lines. And basically what they do is they take digital games that are, a technically quote unquote digital only and they release you know limited runs of of physical copies and it was really funny because when the playstation store news came out that it was like oh yeah all of these games because there's something in the vicinity between the ps3 psp and ps vita store something like two thousand games that are going away right that are only available digitally and when you when you actually pare it down to games that are are available elsewhere because there's games that are available on Switch and and some that are also available on Xbox. If you if you take those away, it still comes out to like 200 or so games that are going to be gone forever. And some of those games are Sony exclusive games that Sony made, like a game called Tokyo Jungle, which is a PS3 game. Well, 
when that news all came out, the, one of those companies, Limited Run Games, made a comment that was like, you know, we believe in physical because those games don't go away. And, and uh, you know, you'll always have physical games. And then people in the comments are like, you only print like 2,000 copies. Like there's, it's not like you're 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 continuously printing these games. Like that's, right, yeah, that's your business model. It's just exactly what you were talking about. Is they drop at a time. They have so many, and when they're gone, they're gone. And and like the only limited run games I own because I own two are the ones that were pre-orders because they knew that they were going to be popular enough games that they were going to sell a ton of copies. And those two games I bought, actually no, sorry, yeah, two games I bought. I bought a third. I just haven't got it yet. I bought Streets of Rage four. River City Girls and Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which tells me that I like beat 'em up games because all of those are beat 'em up games. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing; all of those games are only being released digitally, with the exception of these limited runs. And like, those are the games that I I bought because even in other cases where it's like, oh, I like that game, they're doing a limited run release, I'll never get it. Like they only have 2000 copies, you know, like there, and, and it, I've seen, I've been a follower of Vita subreddits for years. If they had a game that was going to be released on Vita in limited run, it's gone in 30 seconds. Like you right. need to be on it for exactly the reasons you said it's the, the scarcity. They only have like a thousand copies and they're all gone once they're gone. And then, I mean, it got worse even later when they started limiting when they were going to be able to make Vita games on cartridges. They, it became even harder to get them. And and I've seen like those games now are are incredibly, incredibly high priced in, in a lot of cases because of that. Do you want to know? Do you want to know the most expensive PlayStation 4 game? Sure. I cannot tell you the price because it fluctuates all of the time. But it is one of these limited print run games. And it is a game called Poo Flinger. Poo Flinger. Poo Flinger. Okay. All right. So Poo Flinger. The story behind Poo Flinger is it is a mobile phone game that has been ported to the PS4. It's it's literally a game where you you catapult pieces of poop for, okay. for a, it's it's Angry Birds with poop. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's 3D, so you can shoot in any direction. So it's Angry Birds with poop. Not exactly like, oh, wow, what a masterpiece. Yeah, it's right? not Last of Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what happened with that was that they they got contacted by another company that was trying to do a limited run style campaign, and they called themselves Super Limited Run Games, which is like, come on. It's it's incredibly close. And, and they basically stole their logo because it was like a Russian company that didn't care. Mm-hmm. So it's literally the same logo except it says Super in front of it. So people thought it was a joke. So nobody bought it, but they completed the pre-orders because they said that they would they would do it. So there's only like like a hundred copies of this game out in the world. So it's oh, incredibly okay. rare. Yeah. So it's like the misprinted penny kind of uh, value, then, right? Yeah. Like it's it's the most it's the rarest game in the world, and it, because it's or like PS4 game, the most expensive and rarest PS4 game, and it's because of the stupid printing service, <laughs> like. Like the company went out of business after that because they didn't sure, make yeah. enough money to, to sell, but they, they made their copies that they promised that they would make and, and off they went. Like people were like, I thought that was a joke. I never expected to actually get a copy of it. And then it's like, boop, here it is. It's incredibly rare and incredibly expensive now. <laughs> That's but, funny. Yeah. But anyway, I, it's, it's, it's funny, actually. I, I wanted to bring this up now that, since we're now talking about Vita. Vita, there, there's a Vita subreddit and I've been on there for a long time. And it's got a very you know close knit community of people who think that the Vita is pretty great, and there aren't too many people out there who think the the Vita is right, great. Yeah, 
and a, and a guy did an AMA on there. And he said that he worked for Sony and he worked on the Vita. He doesn't work there anymore. But he had some things that he, you know, ask me anything. I worked on the Vita. And I've actually heard from people like in the industry, they're like, I'm pretty sure I know who this is. And if it is who it is, then yeah, they know what they're talking about. You shouldn't, you know, think that what they're saying is is BS, but I'm not going to say who it is because that would be very rude of me, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So in the AMA, some fun things came out about the Vita and a lot of those things kind of show why the store closure is happening to the Vita so soon when, you know, the PS3, the PS3 has been out for like 15 years. Like I understand why that store is getting closed, but you know, the Vita store is like eight years old. Why is that getting closed? You know, right. like it's, so it turns out that the Vita came out, there's only 17 million Vitas sold, which is not good. Like it's not a huge amount, but it's, so there's only 17 million Vitas in the world. Sony stopped supporting it pretty early. And a lot of us are, you know, people realize, like, obviously they know when they stopped, the last official Vita game was revealed in like 2012 or something like that. Or no, it was like 2014 or something. Yeah, it was not that long after release. Yeah. yeah. Either way, it was very, very early that there was no more Sony games. And they basically, they realized very quickly that, you know, okay, this isn't selling. There's no reason for us to start you know, they they tried to to bring it back by doing two things. They released a slimmer, cheaper version of the Vita, mm-hmm. which is the second model, and then they released the TV version, where it's like a set top box that goes, you know, it's no screen or anything like that. It's like a it's like a deck of cards that plugs into your TV. Okay, I have one of those, not the other. I have the deck of cards one. Those were released as like, let's get it going again. Like they basically were like, we let's do it what we can to try and make this interesting again. And not, none of those things worked. So they were like, okay, well, there's a lot of third-party support on it. You know, a lot of indies are going to it and a lot of third parties are, are putting games out. So whatever, we'll just let it go. You know, it's making us money. We don't have to do anything. We'll leave it at that. And they were and they were content to do that for, for however long it the world happened. You know, they were just like, we'll leave it and it'll make money. People keep putting games on it. We don't care. Then it got hacked. For the first time. Right. And this is one of the things that he said is basically because of the 2011 PSN hack that happened, Sony is so gun shy around the world hack or their products being hacked in the slightest that they are like, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't be associated with hacks. We got to get, we got to get out of here kind of thing. So the PSP, PSP was notoriously hackable. It used memory sticks that everybody else had. You know, you get a memory stick, stick it in your camera, you can stick it in your computer. You know, it's everybody gets it. Yeah. They, they hacked the PSP in no time. So what they did for the, the Vita was they made proprietary memory cards that, you know, you, you can't use it anywhere else. So, of course, you know, people are, are going to be pissed with this thing because that was, that was really one of the things that the Vita's downfall in the beginning was people didn't want to buy these expensive memory cards. I know I own a few of them. They were not cheap, even for small data sizes. So that that was why they they made these because they didn't want to they wanted didn't want to get the the Vita to be hacked. And when the Vita got hacked for the first time, they were like, okay, well, what? How did they do it? Let's patch it, put it out. Well, it's saved. And and then it got hacked again. And they're like, okay, can, let's patch it. Let's patch it. And then it got hacked again. And they're like, we have to kill this thing. And we have to kill this thing now because we can't. 
get hacked again. Like they, the, the basically the reasoning is is if they can get onto the Vita, they can get back onto the PSN, and then they're just getting the PSN hack all over again. Right. So basically. The people that they're saying now, because they're like, oh, hackers are saving the day by helping us, you know, back up these games before the store closes. It's hackers fault that we're in this in the first place. Right. Okay. Yeah. If they hadn't hacked the Vita, it would have just continued to truck on with new games being released for it until the end of time. You know, like because it was it was making them money. It just wasn't making them PS4 money. Right? Sure. Like, yeah. It, it didn't make sense for them to keep supporting it with the level it was at. So. After it got hacked, they're like, we got to kill it. And the first thing that they did was they stopped printing games on cards. Mm -hmm. And they were like, if we stop printing games, then, you know, this will die. People will stop playing it. And sure enough, they kept releasing games digitally. People would be like, well, it sucks that we can't have cards, but we're going to keep releasing games digitally. And now, now they're like, okay, well, now we got to do this because like, people are still interested in the Vita. We can't let them, you know, they're hacking their Vitas. And and that's the other thing that he pointed out too is people were like, well, does does Sony care that the people are hacking their Vitas? And they're like, they know, they can tell because your Vita connects to the internet. They know if you're playing a hacked Vita, like they, they everything that you do on your Vita is like time stamped, right? And like basically, like it's the license stuff, right? Like you bought a game, you're playing the game, you have a license for the game, you're connected to the internet, the internet knows, oh. They're playing the game that they bought on such and such date. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you're playing a game and then it's like, oh, he's playing the game that he bought on. Oh, he didn't buy this. You know, like they 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 know if people are playing hacked games. So basically, they, they could literally, if they decide to, just shut down all of those hacked Vitas if right. they really wanted to because they have that information. I mean, they, somebody was like, is that likely? And they're like, probably not. Unless that you guys do something really stupid, they're not going to shut up. Like, basically, if somebody finds a way onto the PSN and they, like, it's like a back door through a Vita, then I think all Vitas are going to get bricked. <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it turns out it's it's because of hackers playing around with the the Vita. That's why the Vita's dead now. So yeah, that seems it feels a little sensitive to me. But well, hey, I mean, if your company was you know, like had a month long. Well, no, I I understand. I understand that reasoning. And they say, oh, yeah, okay, we don't want to replicate that. But I mean, you know, from a from a technical perspective, the problem is on Sony's side, like you should never be able to hack the Vita and then find your way into the PlayStation Network. Like, you know, it should be distinct. You know, they, they should be patching the back end, not punishing the front end. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you're right. You're, you're, you're definitely right. And for all we know that they've done basically everything that they think of, they could think of to, yeah. to make sure that you can't get on the PSN. Mm-hmm. And this is all just like, oh, let's put a let's put a fort in front of the gate, you know, like just in <laughs> yeah, case. Yeah, oh, right? no. And I understand. I totally understand where they're coming from. But yeah. But yeah, there's some more interesting PlayStation news on top of all of the the negative press that they've been getting because they've been getting so much negative press as of late. <laughs> they really have. I mean, uh, on top of the the stores closing and the stores closing with no warning almost, mm-hmm. like like they are they are still open. 
have you heard about any of the other f- stupid things that they're getting crap for lately? Well, so the only thing that I have heard, and it literally this was minutes before the podcast started, was I think the PlayStation 5 very famously included a NVMe expansion port. Yes. For the internal memory. Whereas, you know, Xbox kind of got shit all over because they had an external you know, expansion as well. They had a proprietary But it was a proprietary card. thing and it was like $220, which at first seems expensive. But when you kind of figure out the price of an NVMe drive, it's yeah, it's a little bit premium, but not too much premium. I sound like an Xbox apologist on this show. <laughs> but yeah, they're getting shit all over because even though uh, PlayStation 5 has this expansion port, it's disabled. And, you know, what are we now? Five months in, six months into the PlayStation 5 life, and it is still not enabled yet. And they're suggesting it's because, I guess, there's the technology of current NVMe drives isn't where they want it to be or or whatever one excuse after another excuse where, you know, it feels like they should open that up now, Mike. Like, how how is this not thought of before, you know, initially? Well, what's wor- I mean, you're you're right. Like, it, I feel like they they should have had this their ducks in a row before. They well, yeah, absolutely. And, and and just to hop in before I before you go off on on your thing, you know, games now, games are huge. The the most recent Call of Duty is over two hundred gigabytes big. So storage, like a terabyte of storage space, does not go far anymore. So the ability to have expansion is, in my opinion, you know, fairly important nowadays. Mm-hmm. And what they they they're doing is like, I mean, would it be better for them if they open it up and then people put in their their expensive NVMe uh, NVMe drives? I can't even say it. You know what I mean? The, the, the drives NVMe, yes, NVMe, NVMe. Yeah. Those drives. If people start putting those expensive drives in and they start failing. That's going to be significantly worse than like, oh, they waited too long to open it up. But at the same time, though, I mean, they all have an NVMe drive in it already. Just sell that one. Say, yeah, literally, there's one There's one drive that works. It's this one. You can buy it for X number of dollars and just buy that one. The Samsung 980, whatever it is, right? I, I feel like they should be able to provide a list of, listen, it's these three and that's it. If you get something else... It might work, but you might get punished on performance or it might not work at all, right? You know, so you use at your own risk kind of right. deal. They did say that when they finally opened it up, they would provide a list of yeah. drives that they suspected would be the, the best drives. Sure, yeah. But yeah, so what they've done is they've also added a in this in an update is that so you can you can download your PS5 games onto an external drive, but you can't play them off of it. Which to be fair is also a feature quote unquote on Xbox is you can download your PS or your Xbox Series X games to an external drive, but you cannot play off of them. These games are designed to run off the internal SSDs. And Xbox has a leg up because their proprietary thing, it works. You can put Yeah, and games it's available it. now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's available now. But the PlayStation solution is is not available yet. So they're getting crapped on. They're getting crapped on for that. But it's not the only way that they're getting crapped on when it comes to Xbox. Xbox has taken one of PlayStation's biggest exclusive franchises and are giving it away for free. (laughs) Well, not totally free. Not totally free, but the optics of it are it's free. Like that's how literally how everyone is reporting it. Yeah. And and it's also not Sony's fault, but no one cares. (laughs) It seems to be the, the way that it's, it's, it's being reported. So 
for those of, who don't know, MLB The Show, which is the the big baseball franchise that has existed in gaming for, for years. Sony has had an exclusive license to the MLB for probably a decade at this point. And they revealed in 2019 that when they renewed the license, they I, I'm a, the assumption is that MLB was like, look, we're not going to renew the license unless you open it up to put the game on other consoles. And basically, it was like, well, do we lose the exclusive or do we lose the, it, in, it in general? And it, it, the show's always been a really big moneymaker for them, which is really crazy. I never, I never think about that because I don't care about sports or sports games. But apparently, like the show is a huge system seller. Like there are people who buy consoles specifically to play the show. Oh, absolutely! The show Madden, FIFA, those are huge, huge games. Yeah. So this is the first time that one of their games is is gone multi platform, and it's it's. I remember seeing it myself. Like it's very surreal to see that there is a there is a trailer that you can watch on YouTube that opens with an Xbox logo, and then it is followed immediately by the PlayStation logo, and then the MOB logo, and then it goes into the game trailer because <laughs> it, that there's literally a PlayStation made like a Sony game because it's made by a Sony exclusive development studio, and now it's it's on this other console. And sure enough, bam, Game Pass. It's going to be released day and date when it comes out on Game Pass. So for those keeping track, a PlayStation exclusive, formerly exclusive franchise is going to be available on a competitor for the first time for quote unquote free, where if you want to buy it on the system that you've been playing it on for years, it's $70 again. So people are pissed, absolutely pissed. And they're like, how could you do this, Sony? And then it turns out that they, they made a comment a couple of days later that was like, this was the MLB's decision because the MLB is the publisher on the other consoles. Right. So like Sony is the publisher on the Sony, Sony systems, but on Xbox, MLB acts as the publisher. So the deal to get MLB on Game Pass was done through the Players Association, the actual MLB team, like players association right so it was completely out of sony's hands but at the same time how do you not like if you're sony how do you not go to them and be like please don't give away this game on our competitor system that's what i was gonna say i mean i I wouldn't say that sony's completely absolved of all you know wrongdoing here they could have gone to major league baseball and said listen we're gonna offer you this sweet deal you know keep it with us whatever we give you a bigger cut of the revenue or we'll pay you something or whatever like they could have done that but they opted not to right and i i can't say i blame major league baseball for going on all platforms because it makes them more money right yeah they probably see all that madden money and they're like we're getting a third of that you know yeah exactly exactly i mean i i guess the big question not specifically to this game but you know do you feel like playstation has really dropped the ball this generation yeah you're obviously a diehard playstation guy and i'll tell you like my opinion from a sort of an outsider perspective you know pc master race all the way Mm -hmm. is it to me xbox is is really taking playstation 5 to town right now i think with the game pass stuff and all sort of the gamer friendly things and then you know playstation is following up with losing games and they have this memory debacle and they got this and they got that like i I don't know it just it feels like they're really stumbling hard but maybe it's just maybe it's just appearance and it's not actually the reality you know well the thing is is like 
if you look at the if you just look at straight numbers, like PS5 is like the fastest selling console of all time. Absolutely. I, I, there's no there's no denying that when it comes to console sales, PS5 is is kicking ass. You know, there's no doubt. But I, we kind of talked about this months ago. Now I I don't know. You can necessarily compare this generation based on console sales. You know, yeah. because Xbox isn't sorry, sorry, Microsoft isn't selling Xboxes. They're selling Game Pass. That's what they're selling now. You know, mm-hmm. like if if you look at the optics of the situation, it's it's really Microsoft is running away with it. Like they, yeah, the, everything that they're doing with their their backwards compatibility stuff and and what they're doing with Game Pass and you know, like it's it's they're really really taking like their lunch money, so to speak. Yeah, you know. And and I, I mean I I see it like I'm I'm not in any big hurry to like like it's not like I'm about to turn around because I've seen people who are making posts like I'm gonna sell my PS5 or like you know I canceled trying to find one to buy I mean I already right. bought I mean one, that's right? crazy yeah yeah like I already bought one I have it plays my PS4 games better than my PS4 ever did why would I get rid of it you know like yeah as much as it's like oh I don't like what they're doing now it, there's still a lot that I have like I, I well and obviously these generations are going to be around what was the the PS4 and the Xbox uh, one like seven, years, seven yeah. or eight years give or take right like you know th- we got a decade ahead of us <laughs> you know do you, do do you feel like Sony recovers and then you know two years from now it's yep clearly Sony wins or you know, are 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 you are you nervous? I, I guess you don't really have a dog in the race, but you know what I mean, right? It's 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 very cyclical. I'm I'm seeing like this is exactly what happened with PS2 and PS3. So PS2 highest selling console of all time, yeah, absolute juggernaut that ran away with it. PS3 comes out and they're like, you'll get a second job to pay for one, like like. <laughs> They were that yeah. that's I'm not even kidding. That is a thing that was said by an executive at Sony in a Sony press conference. Yeah. Like you'll get yeah, a second a job. Right it's there, a yeah. very bad taste. And, and like right at the beginning, they blew it and Microsoft ran away with it. Like they they were selling consoles, but not as many consoles as Xbox. But they they got really arrogant and they made a bunch of really stupid decisions and they they got spanked for it. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because it's it's not it's not really like super reported on, but PlayStation actually kind of came back in the end. Like if you look at it, the numbers are very close, and I think PlayStation Three sold in the end. There are more PlayStation Three sold than Xbox. More than the three sixty, but then didn't the Wii the Wii spanked them both? Oh, the Wii, yeah. the Wii, yeah, the Wii. If, if we're <laughs> yeah. talking. The thing is about Nintendo is Nintendo is always like over here doing its own thing. Like yeah, the like, Switch is selling like crazy. Like the Switch is printing money, but at the same time, this this conversation that we're having right now is. Who's doing a better job, Xbox or PlayStation? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah, everybody always forgets about Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. no, like Nintendo is its own thing, and it yeah. always has been. Like it, it's like you buy your console, you buy your Xbox, you buy your PlayStation, you, you know, one or the other, and then you buy your Nintendo yeah, device yeah. to play your Nintendo games, right? So that, that's basically Nintendo's. Like we're happy with that. We don't care. We'll, we'll take all of your money to be the third. But like. The, it's the same kind of thing. Like the PlayStation Four was incredibly successful. It's the second highest selling console. Like you know, like and and then they come out of the gate and they're making a whole bunch of bad moves again. Like it's not the it's not the price of the system this time. It's all the crap around it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To me, I, and again, we we've talked about it before. It really just feels like S- Sony was happy with the status quo. 
PS4 killed it. We're going to make a real big PS5, you know, or a real big PS4, I mean. And Xbox is like, no, we're going to we're just going to change everything. And we're going to be about accessibility. We're going to be about this. And we're going to be, you know, Mike, pay $1 a month for three months and you can play every game we have on our system. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I mean, I really think when when it comes time in 10 years from now, when the PS6 rolls around, it's going to be, yeah, you'll buy your PSX with the Game Pass. You know, I, I think that's what Microsoft's going for. Like, we don't give a shit about what console you're on as long as you you're paying that ten dollars a month you know yeah they they basically said as much with the bethesda stuff like i they said we were going to put our bethesda bethesda games where game pass is available they didn't say on xbox they said where game pass is available and that's that tells you right there that they want it to be everywhere they want it there we've we've heard rumors for a while that it's going to be incorporated into smart tvs like i samsung has a a huge partnership with xbox xbox is the you know like the the game pass is all over their phones right Mm -hmm. it's a matter of time before it's on their tvs as well and they're they want it on they want it on the other consoles they've said as much they said people have thought back when a bunch of xbox games like cuphead showed up on switch they were like it's that it's a matter of time before game pass ends up on switch it's still not there and you know but they've basically said like you know if if it was to come to that we wouldn't be we wouldn't say no you know it's it's, it's up to those platform holders it's it's kind of genius right like what's the biggest barrier mike to playing the latest and greatest you know playstation game or the latest and greatest xbox game is well you got to plunk down your six hundred dollars to get the console to play on it Whereas with Game Pass, you don't need to. You can play it on your phone. You can play it on your existing computer, on your TV, I guess, eventually. You know, like, like it's, it's incredibly smart. You know, I, I would absolutely, you know, this is a, a podcast about dads and kids. I'd be much more inclined to buy Ben Game Pass when he's six years old or I don't know how old we were when we started playing games necessarily. But, you know, when he's six, I'd be inclined to do that because it's only going to cost me 10 bucks a month versus six hundred dollars to buy whatever the console happens to be at the time you know what i right, mean right right but then you don't get that christmas moment of them tearing open and then pooping their pants listen can... six-year-old kids love the little credit card looking thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i don't know I, to me it's a it's a good idea i i still think game pass is a great a great idea i think it's yeah. still good for gamers well when ben gets his his little card on christmas morning <laughs> he can go up the street and bug santa about it yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> I think on that note, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Part Time Nerds, Full Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part Time Nerds, Full Time Dads.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Castbox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even to tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at Part Time Nerds, Full Time Dads.com, or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PT Nerds, FT Dads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Good job, Mike. Thanks. Do you know on last week's episode, I just said soon and not as soon. Oh, did you? I I didn't really even notice. I was like, do I fix it in post? And then I just couldn't be bothered.